0: Welcome into the MLB Extras Astros podcast from the 2018 Winter Meetings in Las Vegas. Tim McMaster here along with Brian McTaggart, our Astros reporter. And Brian, the Astros obviously continue to be one of the best rosters in baseball. So they come to the Winter Meetings and things have kind of changed over the years, right? They were building, now it's win now. And right now, as you look at things for the Astros, it seems like starting pitching is kind of a key. That's the, the one role right now on the forefront. Where What areas do they look at?
1: Yeah, well, the good news for the Astros is they have Cole and Verlander coming back next year at the top of the rotation. So that's a good place to start. They they could lose Morton and Keuchel, and they have some really good options at the bottom of the rotation. So what they need is is sort of that middle piece, I guess a number three starter, if you will. Um, Somebody they can plug in and and know is going to go out there and give them 32 um, steady starts. And then, uh, you know, kind of combined with Verlander and Cole to be a strong one, two, three. And they have Colin McHugh coming back into the rotation probably after being in the bullpen. And then there's some kids who could battle it out at the fifth. So it could be a very good rota- rotation if they
0: can get the right guy to plug in there. And there's there's a lot of interesting names out there for sure. It seemed like Evaldi was kind of a good fit, yeah. but then there was the whole Red Sox factor and, you know, winning a World Series and that sort of thing. But um, it did that never really get any traction or were they involved with Evaldi? If they were involved, it didn't get as far as you may think. Ivaldi
1: yeah. being a, a Houston area guy um, from Alvin High School, Nolan Ryan's high school. I mean, there's, there was so much synergy there. It just seemed like, boy, this would be a great fit. But uh, it didn't work out. You know, I think the Astros might be better off getting a left-hander anyway. If they lose Keuchel, um, they would. If they signed Ivaldi, they would have an all right-handed. Uh, rotation which is not the end of the world but i could certainly see them perhaps making uh, you know a bigger push for like, maybe a, a j-hap or, or somebody like that that they can put in there but yeah i thought eovaldi all along i was like it just makes too much sense of course it didn't happen
0: you mentioned j-hap there's also the trade route what are they more likely to go with trade or free agent well i think they
1: could do either you know they do have enough prospects to make an impactful trade there are some prospects they don't want to trade Forrest Whitley. Jeff Luno's been on record saying we're not trading him. He hasn't really said that about Kyle Tucker yet, but in the past, Kyle Tucker is a guy they have been hesitant to trade. And so if you don't trade one of those two guys, it might be hard to pull off the kind of deal where you could get a pitcher they could plug into the middle of the rotation. So and it might be better anyway just to sign somebody, not give up the prospects, because you know there are a few uh, names on the free agent market that that would fit without having to give up some prospects.
0: Let's talk about Forrest Whitley, because you could, in theory, at some point, Plug Forrest Whitley into the rotation, and there's a guy to fill things out. I mean, he was so good last year after coming back from the suspension. Then he went to the Arizona Fall League, and I think he struck out the first seven batters he faced in the Fall League. I mean, he's as good as ready, right, as good to ready as you can be before you throw a guy out there. At what point are they ready to let him just go at the big league level? How important is spring training for him?
1: Well, very important because, first of all, this will be his first big league spring training because last year he was in the minor leagues, and last season was sort of just a lost season for him. Yeah. He had the 50-game suspension. You know, he comes back, and then he gets hurt, and that's why going to Arizona was so important, and he did dominate there, but I think where they're at with him now is I think we will see him in the rotation at some point in 2019. I don't think it'll be at the beginning of the year, but I think he's going to start the year, top of the rotation, A, Round Rock, and... June, July, maybe even sooner, I I think he will be pitching in the rotation in Houston. And um, the sky's the limit for this kid. And, you know, I can't wait to see him up close. I mean, he's got all the tools, uh, you know, big, tall, big, tall Texan, a little slender than, you know, some of the other Texas pitchers you think of, Ryan and Josh Beckett and those guys. But um, great fastball, secondary pitchers are there. So I think it's just Astros, it's Just a matter of time. But I think it will be 2019. We'll see Forrest Whitley.
0: Because of the suspension. Now, he did get extra innings in the AFL. But will they really keep an eye on the innings? And is that something you they have to monitor? Because if he's going to come up, and he's if he's going to be good, you expect this team to be in the postseason. You'd like him to be available in October so how do they treat him in april and may so that he's still available then yeah
1: that's a good question i don't know i mean yeah. you're right i mean to make the jump all of a sudden the 210 innings might be you know pretty hard but um he missed so much time last year that you know his arm is fresh so yeah maybe you know, maybe, maybe he can go out there and get it done with 200 innings who knows
0: uh, you mentioned tucker as well um, he got a chance last year briefly it didn't go well he went back down but that happens all the time. Mike Trout got a chance. Right. It didn't go well. He went back down. Alex
1: Bregman struggled yeah, at the beginning.
0: These yeah, these guys all turned out pretty well. So with Tucker, when's the next chance?
1: Well, I think it'll be in the spring. You know, it, it does matter what they do here. I mean, the Astros could add a bat. That could be an outfield bat, which, you know, could put them alongside Springer, Reddick. But Tucker's going to be in the mix, and I, I do think that if he has a good spring that he will have a chance to win, win a job on the big league club out of spring training, starting job, perhaps, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to make some adjustments with the swing. He's, his swing is, is, is kind of long. Um, he, you know, he came up in July, like you said, and he, you know, he had a real shot to be the starting left fielder for the Astros and just was really overmatched. Like you said, not the first one to do it. But it's going to be a big, big spring for him. See if he can put it all together and get another shot. I think he's still only 21. So
0: Yeah. When you look at the outfield bats as far as free agents, there's a lot of big names. At the end of their careers, that aren't maybe the players they used to be, right. but they bring a lot of other things with them, and it seemed like guys that would probably fit into that clubhouse pretty well. Is that the route they might? You know, McCutcheon and and Cargo and all those kinds of guys.
1: Yeah, I do think so. I think I think McCutcheon's a name that I've I've thrown out there. I, I think he'd be a perfect fit. Put him in left field, um, and he had a pretty good season last year. I think second half his OPS I think was over 900, maybe or around 900. So. Um, he can still get it done at at 34 years old but yeah I think that's exactly the kind of player they're going after Gonzalez Carlos Gonzalez you know I thought last year they'd make a run at him he's very tight with Jose Altuve and Robinson Chirinos was tight with Jose Altuve and uh, ended up recruiting Chirinos to come to the Astros so you never know that kind of stuff matters to you know to some players but uh, yeah I think that's the kind of player we'll see is a, a guy maybe on the the backside of his really good
0: years but still a productive player One other spot where maybe they need an addition is behind the plate at the catcher spot. Um, What type of player do you think fits there?
1: Well, yeah, they signed Robinson Chirinos, and he and Max Stassi are the only players on their 40-man roster who have big league catching experience. So um, I think if they don't get another catcher, they'll they'll be okay going into the season. They could always add one, but I I do think their goal would be to add a a catcher. to start the year as their starter. I mean, you look at some of the names that are out there. Of course, Riamulto, he's been linked to the Astros, seems like forever now. Again, are they are going to have to give up Whitley or Tucker maybe to get that done, which I don't think they will. Look at the free agent market, Wilson Ramos. You know, how much does he have left in the tank? Uh, Yasmani Grandal comes with a draft pick. Uh, I don't think the Astros would be willing to do that. So, you know, then you start getting into some other guys. So, I mean, they signed Chirinos, I think, sort of to stabilize their catching situation with an eye on perhaps making
0: it even better. One last thing I wanted to touch on with you, and I hate to end the podcast on a down note, but late last week, Luis Valbuena, Jose Castillo, Valbuena obviously a part of the Astros family, uh, died in a car crash in their native Venezuela. Um, Valbuena, by all accounts, tremendous teammate, tremendous for the people that covered him. And you look at the highlights and the bat flips and the energy and the big home runs that he hit, and we just lost a special player soon.
1: Yeah, he was a lot of fun. And, you know, when when stuff like this happens, you always hear there's always tributes. This was a great guy. Everyone loved him. Val Buena's case, absolutely true. The players love the guy. I mean, when he went to the Angels, he played two years with the Astros, including when they were in the playoffs. Hit a home run in 2015. He goes to the Angels, and every time the Astros play the Angels, there is a beeline of players going to the batting cage to talk to Valbuena, hug Valbuena. He was that popular, and he, you know, he would even give me a nod if he saw me sitting in the dugout in in Anaheim. He would he would look over and and, you know, kind of give me a little salute and a smile. Always smiling, and yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, just a guy who uh, you know is fresh on everybody's mind who played in the big leagues this year and just such a, a good guy just a, a good human being um, you know jose castillo played with the astros as well and um, you know a lot of people have a lot of respect for him but that's just really tough news to hear about those guys
0: terrible news and we've heard too much of it the last few years in the offseason with things like that happening but that's going to do it for this edition of the mlb extras astros podcast from the winter meetings in las vegas thanks for joining us for brian mctaggart i'm tim mcmaster tune in again next time